Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the constantly hot topics, one of the key buzzwords we hear all the time in early years at the moment, and that is the three eyes. So for those of you who don't know, the three eyes are, this is a test for Charlotte and Fliss. <laughs> Intent, implementation, impact. Well, we thought one of the ways that we would talk about it this week is to go through what we interpret each of the eyes to mean, and then hopefully that can help you guys in practice because we know that we get so many questions about this on social media. And I personally think it's probably one of those topics that seems a lot more stressful and complicated than what it is because when we go about our daily business, we don't go, This is my intent or mm-hmm. this is the impact. I think it's just different language, so it comes across as more complicated. You're probably doing it anyway. Yeah, we're yeah. just putting a label on what you're doing. The first of the three eyes is intent. So I always think of this one as your why, your intent, what you're setting out to do when you think about an activity, your curriculum, that sort of thing. What is your intent? So you've changed up your provision, added some different maths resources. Mm-hmm. What's your intent for that? What are you wanting the children to learn? Yeah, I always think of intent. What are you intending the yeah, children yeah. to learn? And also, I think of learning intentions. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was trying to remember the, what that particular I mean. It doesn't necessarily have mm-hmm. to be linked to the curriculum that you're working on, but you would imagine that they link up yeah. quite nicely. It might not be like mm-hmm. a direct quote from one to the other, but everything you're doing is going to be having an impact on the children's, but why? Mm-hmm. It's like having that clear goal in mind, isn't it, mm-hmm. of what you are wanting to eventually get to. Yeah. So I feel like if you've got that starting point, you know where you're going to be going and it's not it makes it a little bit clearer for you then as a practitioner yeah and you can look at it on a quite small scale which is like your daily planning for example like literally what do you want the children to learn from the ey vest that's five your personal (laughs) guidance whatever you can look at it that perspective or what do you want the children in your nursery to achieve it could be that you're intending for the children to become self-reliant very independent (laughs) and then the other two eyes linked to that like school transitions can be a bit of intent Mm-hmm. like what are you intending the children to be able to do by the time they, they, they to leave school. to go to school so that was obviously a big one in preschool for me like what were, what did I want these children to be able to do by the time they left the setting but that's obviously on a bigger scale than mm-hmm. some people might do it on a lot like a smaller I think, scale I think it can be on a smaller scale as well even <clears> just with your general interactions with a child so when you're interacting with them and I don't know, we're talking to them about something they're doing and if you've just got in your head like, oh, intent, how can I extend this here now? And then you then think of your implementation, which we'll talk about, and you start thinking of the strategies and how you can do that. And then afterwards you think, oh, how did that go? Like that's on a lot smaller scale, but you're not necessarily thinking about that when you're doing it, but you can reflect back and think, oh, I did that. Or you can try to like, train, train your mind to do it when you are in your yeah. interactions to make them more meaningful. When I was doing that, I was intending for the children to learn or do. That's a really good point of what you said as well, that it's actually probably quite natural in Mm -hmm. what a lot of early years practitioners are doing. Like, it's more likely that you're going to be reflecting back on something you did and be like, that's what my intent Mm -hmm. was. But most of the time, because we're so well-versed in it, it just Mm -hmm. happens. You know how to extend their learning or you know what the purpose of the activity Mm -hmm. is. So I think it's just quite a natural thing. Especially if you've been doing it for years, it just yeah. comes, doesn't it? I think if you're quite new to working early years, it, it's something you've got to get your head around, but I think once you get used to doing it, mm-hmm. like you said, it just comes naturally, doesn't it? And I think where the worry comes when you attach the 
name three eyes to it is because it is something that Ofsted are looking out for so you start thinking oh what am I doing like I need to be evidencing it and saying yeah. it that sort of thing but I think even Ofsted they'll be able to see but they might just ask you a quick couple of questions or what was your intent with that interaction that activity like they might ask you but don't necessarily get hung, hung up on it like you, you will be doing it yeah. just because Ofsted have said that this is what they're looking out for don't think that you need to be step yeah. by step rigid with and it. And the reality is is these three artists, Ofsted have been looking out for them since day one, mm-hmm. it's just they've all of a sudden given it a label yeah. and we now know what that label is but they would have always been looking at why you're doing things how you're doing it and what impact that mm-hmm. has on the children like they were always doing that so the next I is implementation and this just basically means how you're gonna achieve what you set out to do in your intent so what you're gonna do how you're gonna do it simple yeah <laughs> where it doesn't get simple is when you think about it like we've just mentioned on the different levels like how so you've set out you want your intent to be with for your curriculum blah 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 how you're going to achieve this that's going to be in so many different areas of your setting yeah but it's still all your implementation and if we try and again think about it in this like smaller middle and larger scale that we did for intent in a smaller scale in like the day-to-day of every practitioner you can look at your implement as like the actual activities that you've <laughs> got planned you know what the intention is mm and how you're going to implement the children learning that intention and that's when you think about whatever activity trays you've set up whether you're using a different part of the provision how your room is looking in the enhanced provision all of those Mm -hmm. things and it's looking at how have you done that and the decisions about Mm -hmm. why you've done that with this i always because we used to use a three i planning template where we had to fill out this stage and i always thought for this step when i was filling it out i always like to refer to if i needed a bit of like help guidance in like um birth to five matters i used to refer to on the area of learning and then the age range where it says what adults can do mm-hmm. and then where it just be like it's simple things like modeling or asking open-ended questions encourage storytelling i think that's all part of your implementation so if you think about it on an activity level like you might have these ideas but taking it that next step further there's no harm in looking in birth to five and thinking what else can I do here I had it as a planning template yeah. and we had to fill it out in our planning so it wasn't just for me it was for all the practitioners mm-hmm. in the room so like I've said I've said we're doing this activity it was mainly for our tough train messy area I've set up this activity and they might not know what I've got in my head like I've wrote the intent but like what am I actually thinking for them children and how you can extend it and we could all add yeah. to it I guess and then we evaluate it at the end but oh, yeah, so on a really basic level it's looking at this is the activity mm. a lot of the things i've worked at have planning templates where they would actually make you think deeper sort of mm-hmm. like you did and they'd like want you to write down what sort of vocabulary you're going to try mm-hmm. and extend the children with what kind of questions you would want to ask yeah. them what are you going to do to try and meet any next steps mm. the most part you do it without thinking yeah yeah I think that's nice so that you share it with the other people mm-hmm. in your room because i think if you don't and you're not there maybe for yeah. one day or the other someone else is sort of doing something with them there's that consistency of what you're wanting them <laughs> to learn and they can follow it as well. So I think the problems start when you're doing something and someone's doing it different and it can kind of, you know... Yeah, and it's something we've touched on in a few different podcast episodes is you want to have consistency yeah. within your setting, which I think is probably one of the main reasons that they've yeah. highlighted the three eyes. It's what Ofsted are looking for when they come yeah. around you setting the consistency. In your nursery, it's kind of like you're taking on the nursery philosophy, regardless mm-hmm. of what your personal philosophy as a practitioner is your nursery is going to want the children to learn certain things mm-hmm. in certain ways and they're mm-hmm. going to advocate for it to happen in a particular way so this is where you need to sort of all be having the same sort of approach to how mm-hmm. you're going to implement it because otherwise 
you have some and children it, that are going to fly or some that aren't. Yeah, and it would be obvious, like, when they're going round the nursery on their learning walk, they've got the manager telling them, this is our intent as a nursery. For example, we want the children to become independent, ready mm-hmm. for when they leave us. So what they're looking out for when they're walking around is how each room is encouraging that independence in their activities and their in their implementation. So it's, like we spoke about before, like, stuff like self-serve snacks. Like, that would be a whole setting-wide thing yeah. that they do to follow it all through and then they can see as an Ofsted inspector that they've got this clear intent implementation mm-hmm. then impact across the whole setting. And that's a really good point. It's not just what's happening directly in the activity, whether it's Ofsted there or not. They're going <laughs> to see that, but like you said, it's setting-wide. Are you doing that at toileting time as well? Yeah. And I know that's going to look different for a baby trying to do independent toileting, mm-hmm. but they can help you collect the things. Mm-hmm. They can like pass you the nappy when it's time to what a preschool is like doing independent toileting but it's got to be visible in mm-hmm. every area mm-hmm. of your setting which is what Ofsted are going to be looking it's got for. It's floor hasn't it yeah. and like if each room's doing it yeah. in the same way and then you can clearly see if it's very different. Yeah they'll be able to see if it's just being set up and staged on the day because yeah. people won't be taking the same approach. And they'll also be able to see if they, if they say on the manager says on the learning what this is our intent and it's just completely not been reflected mm-hmm. at all it will be very obvious that that's they often ask you when you say something completely different to the person mm-hmm. who's in the next room mm-hmm. then they can see that clearly it's not throughout the nursery it's yeah. just a bit higgledy-piggledy everywhere and we all know for children consistency yeah. is absolutely the key we, like we want it between mm-hmm. the nursery and home we talk about we want that all the time you need to have it at nursery mm-hmm. as well so as an early years practitioner if you aren't sure what that looks like in your setting I think you need to be talking to the other people mm-hmm. in your setting or maybe your manager needs to look at mm-hmm. like holding a training session or something because you need to be clear on that because it's not what you do in preschool, it's not what you do in toddlers, it's what you do as yeah. ABC nursery. And it's hard, especially if you start a nursery, you might have been told in the initial, like, oh, this is our curriculum, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing and you might get it but then like maybe it's a bit bored for the boring for the members of staff that have been there for long but like just some refresher meetings just be like right so this is still our intent like let's evaluate how's it going like reflective practice like yeah that sort of thing so the final i is impact which refers to the effect you have had on the children's learning so basically what education have the children received because mm-hmm. of what you did in nursery so again we can look at it on like a smaller on a larger scale so if you're looking at like a daily planning i'd be looking at how successful the activity went yeah did the children meet the learning intentions you wanted them to mm-hmm. so you evaluate evaluate yeah. Yeah. yeah if not why if so what else did they learn they might have learned something completely different and that's completely mm-hmm. fine like even if even if you set out for this to happen they've learned something else it's a bonus like yeah great on a bigger nursery scale when you think about impact it's sort of looking across the board like Mm -hmm. what are the children in your setting generally getting out of your setting Mm -hmm. are they do you have lots of happy little people running around that are getting the most out of their education that are safe and supported are they meeting those overall goals you've said that you intend for the children in your nursery to be self-sufficient very independent have you done that? Mm-hmm. It's the evaluation process, yeah. really, isn't it? And I think you'll even be able to see that, like, let's say there's there is a, re- a reduction in like paperwork now, but you still do your assessments and stuff. So you could look at one child who's been in the setting since they were a baby, and you can mm-hmm. see where they were at when they were in their one year review. So where they're at in the yeah. trans- transition report, like you can see how far they've come and what they've achieved, I guess, and that'll evidence. Yeah. 
what you've said you set out to achieve. And Ofsted would just want you to be saying in that situation, they're there because as a setting, we did this, Mm -hmm. we did this, we did this. And the impact of that is they are now Mm -hmm. ready to go off to school and they'll be okay. I think it's important as well to remember that it does take time for them to get there. So like, like don't always beat yourself up. Yeah. If they haven't got to where you expected them to be straight away. Cause obviously certain things take longer, don't they? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like if you do an activity and you think, oh, they're not like showing you what you thought they would or they've not learned as, as quickly as you thought they would, that sometimes don't be like, oh, well, I'll stop doing it. I'll do something else. I think this is where the self-reflective elements that yeah. you talked about, Fliss, is like maybe you just need to detach yourself a little bit and maybe the, there is always going to have been an impact. Yeah perhaps it's just not the impact you were thinking it was yeah. going to be or intending it to be and that's great and this is one thing as well that like from when I went to nursery world show and like the Ofsted was speaking and they were saying yeah you might say you set out to do this but a child's not there but as long as you can tell us that you're still working on it you're going to do something else the activity again in a few days a few days time whatever or you're going to change it adapt it because it was too difficult for them that sort of thing yeah. as long as you can say yeah this hasn't worked out but we've learned this and we're going to try it again we're going to alter it we're going to do it differently and then I don't think there's anything to worry about with Ofsted like you, you you think that you've got to have it all set out like yeah we've got this intent implementation and the impact's been this but if it's not gone down the right route as long as you evidence that and say it and open and honest about it mm-hmm. they're going to be like well yeah this is a really reflective setting they're clearly working on it they've evaluated it mm-hmm. it's nothing to worry about to inspect in an early year setting you have to have worked in early years mm-hmm. like that is that is the outline for an early years inspector so they know what it's like. Yeah. I know there's always, you know, rumours and we hear things about us, like certain Ofsted inspectors. But I'm thinking the majority of them actually are there to support you. They will be able to see in what you're doing while they are there all of these three steps. Mm-hmm. So it's just really trying hard as a practitioner not to get overly caught up in these three eyes because as long as you are, as a rule, planning, evaluating, assessing, small, large, big scale... You're going to be doing all of these yeah. these eyes anyway. Mm-hmm. The Ofsted label is just terrifying. Yeah, it is. And, but I think as well, inspectors will pick up on it between, like when they have individual conversations with practitioners in the setting, like they like coming back to the learning wall, they will have been told one thing from the manager. They will be witnessing with their own eyes the implement, mm-hmm. implementation. But then when they speak to practitioners about their individual key children and individual things, then they'll start to see oh, has this had an impact? And if you're, they'll, they'll draw it all together. Like, they'll put the line yeah. between it all. So I think it's coming back to what we kind of said at the beginning, like, you do it all naturally anyway. It's just adding that extra thought into it and kind of cluing yourself up on it, really, so you can have them thoughts and yeah. just checking you are on the right right path, I exactly. guess. Exactly. And in case an Ofsted inspector does come up to you and goes, what's the impact of this? It just means you're not going to panic because yeah. you're yeah. not going to... Normally, you would go did this go well mm. to each other wouldn't you so it's just well we've got a really good planning template on twinkle that's really handy as well just for your general day-to-day practice i i said before we used a similar version in our setting for our activities and it just gets you thinking as a practitioner in a different way rather than just writing down yeah this activity you start to actually think about the three eyes more so yeah check it out on site and i think that's it for today's episode so if you have any of your own problems questions or topics that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast you can find us on a variety of social media platforms including instagram pinterest facebook tiktok if there's a social media channel we're probably on it but we'll speak to you soon bye bye bye